Welcome to the South Nord Baptist Church podcast. This message was originally recorded in 2018 as part of our Y series and explores why as a Baptist church we have church membership. Hope you're blessed and inspired by this message. The living stone and the chosen people. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a, to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to, you, to those who do not believe, the stone, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. And a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. <clears throat> they stumble because they dis- disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are the chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, and you may declare the praises of him who call you out of darkness into the wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And the second reading is from... 1 Peter 5, verses 1 to 4. The elders and young men. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's suffering, and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, and but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the, the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Amen. I remember going to watch the cricket with my dad and my brother. And we go, and obviously during a day's playing of cricket, you wander around the ground because you need to go to the toilet or you need to buy some food or whatever you do when you're at the cricket. And I remember wandering around the ground and seeing certain prime parts of the ground that I was not allowed into. There were certain stands with really good views that were not for me. And the reason they were not for me is this, because it said on them, for members only. And we were not members of Kent County Cricket Club, we were just part-time supporters. It seemed so unfair. Today in our series of why we're looking at this word, members, why we have church membership. Surely this idea of insiders and outsiders of some in the club and some not isn't what Jesus had in mind, is it? 
Why then do we talk of church membership? What do we mean by that? As a Baptist church, we have a system of church membership. And so today we're thinking about this question. Why do we have church membership? What do we mean by that and how does it work? Maybe you grew up or you've been part of different churches and different church groups and denominations do this differently. In the Church of England, they have the parish system, don't they? Those of you who are in Anglican churches. And that kind of implies that anyone that lives in a geographical area is part of that church, or potentially part of the church. And other churches have less formal ways of belonging. If you turn up and you give a bit of money, then we'll count you in. But as a Baptist church, we have a system we call church membership. Our way of organising church is this, that we see the church made up of the believers and we speak of the church as the gathered church or the gathering church. And so church meeting is connected to that. It's a formal system so that we know who is committed to this church to belong in here in a particular way. But where do we find that in the Bible? Is it possible to be part of the church and not be a member? These are some of the questions we hope to answer today. Are you ready? Number one, church is the people of God. Last week we looked at why we meet in different groups. And one of the things we said when we were thinking about that is that being a Christian isn't just about me and my walk with God. It's something we need to do together. So one writer says, to embrace the gospel is to enter community. And last week we read from Acts chapter 2, one of my favourite passages, and it said this at the end of it, the Lord added daily to their number those who were being saved. Now what does that tell us? That people weren't just becoming Christians, but they were becoming Christians and they were added to the church. As someone put it, they were saved and added. Church is the people of God. It's not a meeting. Church is not this building. If that was a real fire and it burnt down, it would have been sad. But it wouldn't have been the end of South Norwood Baptist Church. Because this lovely building is not South Norwood Baptist Church. We, the people, are the church. I know we know that, but it's so easy to get into this mindset that we talk about the church as a physical place. Paul's image in the Bible, different reading than we had today, but Paul speaks about the church as the body of Christ, doesn't he? He says, we are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. Peter says in the passage we heard this morning, you are a chosen people. He says, once you were not a people, once you were just a bunch of individuals who didn't know each other, who had no connection, but now, because of Jesus, you are a chosen people. And he picks up images, pictures from the Old Testament, and he applies them to the church. He says, you're the chosen people, you're the royal priesthood, you're a holy nation. The story of the Bible is the story of God calling a people for himself to show the rest of the world what he is like or as Peter puts it 
to declare the praise of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. Peter says, we come to Jesus, the living stone, chosen by God, but rejected by men. And then he says, you also are living stones. Turn to your neighbour and say, I'm a stone. It's a strange picture. Because how can a stone live? If you see a stone, it's just a stone, isn't it? It's a strange mixed metaphor. But he says, Jesus was the living stone, the foundation, the cornerstone. And we also are living stones. The church is the people of God. Baptist theologian Nigel White puts it this way, speaking of the first Christians. Becoming a Christian was not just a personal decision. It was a social event as the original Christian community extended its reach and incorporated ever-increasing numbers within itself. Being a Christian is not just a matter of finding personal salvation. It involves becoming part of a project through which God is working in the world. That project is the Christian church and it occupies a central part of God's purpose. So the first reason we have church membership is because church is the people. The people of God, brought together by Jesus. He makes us alive. He takes us from being strangers and aliens and he makes us friends. He makes us one in the spirit. We were individually dead in our sin, but now we're living stones being built into a spiritual house. We don't believe the church is a national institution. Amen. Nor is it a local geographical region. The church is the people. So one writer puts it this way, the true true church was a society of saints living the Christ life on earth. What do we sing in that song? We are your church. We are the church. I hope you're getting this. That's number one. You ready for number two? Belonging to the church means belonging to a church. Belonging to the church means belonging to a church. When we become a Christian, we become part of this new family. We sometimes sing that song, don't don't we? The family of God, it's you and you and you and you. You can't truly be a church, a part of the church, without knowing Jesus. The first entrance to being part of the church is to be a Christian, to be born again, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have this new life. And when that change takes place, we show that in baptism. And baptism is full of all these images of being dead and alive, of being washed clean. And you might have seen in the bulletin, we're starting some exploring baptism classes soon. I'll just get the plug in now while I remember. But baptism also speaks about joining a new community. But why then here do we have an extra level that we call church membership? Surely all Christians are part of the church. When the first Christians were becoming Christians, what they did by becoming a Christian was so odd. It was so weird. They needed to meet together because everyone else thought they were bonkers. It doesn't actually say that in the book of Acts, but it's not far off. And when persecution happened, a generation down the line, 
You needed to know that when you met together, there wasn't a rogue soldier or a spy in your midst. And there are places in the world today where they still fear that. They still fear that if they meet together, when they meet together, someone might be there to suss them out. Secret police. And so before people were baptised, they were prepared so that they knew where they were coming from and knew they were genuine in their faith. And so baptism was a sign of entering the church. In fact, by the first century, they didn't really come to the public meeting of the church before being baptised. And so therefore, to someone say, I'm part of the church, but they weren't part of a church, would have been a strange thing to say. Here's how one writer describes it. To be a Christian is to belong to a church. No one gets saved and then wanders around by him or herself thinking about whether to join a local church. People repent and are baptised into the fellowship of the church. Looking to Christ as Lord means being united to Christ's people. It's automatic, like being adopted. It means you'll quickly find yourself at the dinner table with brothers and sisters. But the reality is, we live in a time and a place where there are lots of churches. And people move around a lot. I won't ask how many people have lived in South Norwood all their lives, but I don't think it will be many. There's Jill, she's confessing, because I know she's lived in this area a long time. But most of us are incomers. I hope that doesn't sound offensive to anyone. I include myself in that. We move around a lot, don't we? And there are lots of different churches, so we need to know who is committed to this place for this season. And we call that church membership. It's a way of expressing our belonging to this local church, this group. This is where we expect. So if the Bible says love one another, who do we know who the one another are that we're to love? By expressing that through saying we belong in membership to this church and these are the one another's we will love and bear with and put up with and bless and serve. We say this is where we serve, this is where we give, this is where we submit. Now some people, I'm not looking at anyone here because I'm sure it's not you, but some people are church hoppers, or as I like to call them, church shoppers. They, we can treat church like the supermarket. There's a special offer one today, I'll go to Audi, but usually I go to Sainsbury's, but I like Tesco's. And we go where we see the best value for money. And people do that with churches. They go where they like the music, they go where they like the preacher, some people even go where they like the coffee. And you get the benefit of church without the commitment. And when it gets too much, or the pastor says something that upsets you, you just go to another church down the road, because there is another church down the road you can go to. And that's why we need membership. Because we need to know this is where you're saying, you are my family for this season, and when the going gets tough, I'm not just going to go off down the road. You can't say, I'm a member of the global church, and I just worship wherever the Lord leads me, and I watch a bit on the internet and a bit of God TV. You need to belong to a church. Membership is a way of saying, for this season, for this time, I'm following Jesus as part of this family. 
going to help each other, support each other, we belong together here. Which leads nicely to number three, membership is how we express belonging. In some ways, membership is the wrong word. Because when we think of membership, we think of it like, I was talking about the cricket club, like a club we join. But it's actually membership, like Paul talks about, members of the body. My arm, my leg. That's a member, but it didn't think, oh, I'm going to join today. Membership is how we express belonging. It's like being part of a family or citizens of a kingdom. And one word we use for this is covenant, which is the Bible word for promise or agreement. So we are people of the new covenant. We follow and are friends with God because of Jesus. And when we take communion, we speak about the new covenant. We're not under the old covenant of law, which was the Old Testament. But we also speak of other relationships as covenants. And one of the obvious relationships we speak of as a covenant is marriage. And we believe there's a difference between being married to someone and being not married to someone. Sounds obvious. But if there wasn't a difference, why would we get married? And lots of people decide not to get married because they don't see that difference. But in the same way, there's a difference between just hanging around a church and being a member of a church. Nigel Wyatt puts it like this, just as marriage is designed to be a firm commitment which strengthens and supports a loving relationship between two people, so church membership is designed to be a foundation for strengthening relationships within a congregation. When people commit themselves to a church in membership, they are strengthening the inner life of the church in a way that will make it more effective in its mission. Imagine you have two friends, that might be a stretch for some of us, and you go for coffee with your two friends. One of them is a member of the same church as you are, and one of them is a member of another church. Is there a difference in your relationship with those two people? On the surface, maybe not. You can talk about the things of God, you can encourage one another, you can pray for one another, you can support one another. But actually, if two of you are members of the same church, that means something different. In terms of belonging, in terms of commitment, even in terms of correction and discipline. The Bible speaks about submitting to one another out of reverence to Christ. And to be a member of a church is to submit to that church. Which is why we read the second reading from 1 Peter chapter 5, because that's written to church leaders. And it says to the church leaders, shepherd the flock which is under your care. How do they knew, know who was under their care and who wasn't under their care? Well, a shepherd knows its sheep, doesn't it? But we would call that church membership. They knew who was actually a sheep in that fold and who was just passing by. They might not have had a database or a spreadsheet, because those things hadn't been invented, but they might have had a little list of who was in their church. So the leaders know who is their responsibility because they said, yes, I'm in. The book of Hebrews puts it the other way round. It says this, 
Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders, not a verse we read very often, and submit to their authority. Lay keep watch over you as people who must give an account. How do you know which leaders and preachers, which Bible teachers you should obey and listen to, and which ones not to? You submit to them as a member of the church. And then they know you are the people for whom they must give an account. Are you getting this? Is this clear? Good, I expect lots of membership applications at the end then. When you become a member, you say, yes, I'm in. It's about submitting to the local body and leadership. Church membership, one might say, in other words, is about taking specific responsibility. A church taking specific responsibility for you and you for the church. Number four, and finally, as they say on the news, our structures depend on membership. This is less theological and more practical but it flows out of everything we've said so far. We have church membership because our structures depend on it. Our way of organising the church is called congregational. Congregational. In other words, what we mean by that is we believe in leadership. The minister, the deacons. But we don't just make decisions. Any decision that's a big decision goes to the church members' meeting, which is why we have church members' meeting. We decide together the big decisions. It doesn't mean we don't seek the Lord, but we together seek to discern what God's will is. That's what we do at members' meetings. Some people think members' meetings are like a democracy. No, they're not. At members' meetings, we're seeking to discern what God is saying to us together. And so it's the members that appoint the leaders. I am the pastor of this church because the church members meeting decided to call me to be the pastor of this church. That's how it works in our structures. I wasn't appointed by a bishop somewhere or by someone else. As a Baptist church, we are independent. We're also interdependent. We're part of a wider family. But we work out what it means to follow Jesus here among ourselves, as it were. So to be a member is not just to take responsibility for one another and watch over one another and support one another. It's also to take responsibility for the organisation and governance of a church. For its running. Which is why there are only, there are certain roles that you have to be a church member to do. Because we need to know that you're in and you're with us and there's a legal requirement there. It's also why giving, financial giving, is part of church membership. But I'll talk about giving in a couple of weeks while we give, so I don't want to spoil that one. To be a church member means you're willing not just to come and receive the benefits, but also to give and commit and to serve. Not to be one of those family members who turns up when it's lunchtime, eats the dinner and runs away again but to be part of the planning of the dinner and the cooking of the dinner and the washing up after the dinner. To use that picture. It's about saying, yeah, I'm in. We're in this together. For the glory of God and his mission in the world. 
This, therefore, is no loose affiliation to a religious institution, someone said, but a lively participation in the life of God and of God's church. Why do we have church membership? Well, it's part of our way of doing things here as Baptists, but we believe it is a biblical model, maybe not the only biblical model. The church is the people, the people of God, the body of Christ, the household of faith, committed to one another, watching over one another, helping one another, being accountable to one another as we follow Jesus together. Can you be part of the church without being a member? Yes, in a way. And no, in another way. Let me give you a little picture. Can you see that? Theologically speaking, based on what I've said, those in the middle are the church. Those who have committed together. The members who have made that covenant commitment. But there are lots of other people that say, I belong to South North Baptist Church, I'm part of it. Maybe you're part of the congregation and you've not actually said, yeah, I want to be a member. Maybe you're just here because you're seeking what it means to know Jesus. That's fine. You need to say, I do know Jesus, I don't want to live for Jesus in order to be a member. So there are people that are part of the congregation. There are people that are part of the wider community. People that come to, I don't know, community kitchen or events we put on, and they would say, yeah, that's my church. But they're not actually part of us formally. Then there are friends. There are lots of people who consider me to be their minister because I buried their mother or I married their cousin. But they're not formally part of the church. And maybe there are people that come along who are friends of the church. And then there's the wider community. So there are lots of ways of connecting to South Norwood Baptist Church. But the church is those who are together, covenanting, agreeing to follow Jesus. Being a Christian and seeking to live out the life of Jesus, if you're here, and you are in that category, and you're not a church member, you are in a category the New Testament doesn't know anything about. The New Testament doesn't have a category of regular attender. I don't say that to make you feel bad, but to challenge you. Of course, if you don't want to live for Jesus, if you have a lifestyle that is not consistent with being a Christian, there may be reasons why you can't be a member. That's fine. I believe in church membership because we are the church and we need each 